even even though they're making money and all that, I, I don't think uh, ASAP Mob gets enough respect. Hmm. ASAP Rocky is on Twenty One Savages album, right? Or he's or he's yes. on Playboy Cardi's album. He's on Playboy Cardi's album. Cause I remember that was probably like, oh shit, somebody's rapping. <laughs> when I listen to that, <laughs> I was like, 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 and I'm not even a fan of ASAP Rocky necessarily. I like some of his songs, but I'm not really a fan. But like, I was like, oh, like this is this is that's right. That's that's what rap sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause yeah, Playboy Cardi makes ASAP Rocky sound like his namesake by comparison. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. I'm just saying, like... It's been a long time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no loops. Oh, no loops. Yeah! Yes! <laughs> wow. Hopefully we can live up to that shout. Again, this is Own No Loops. Uh, I'm Marcus. I'm Gene. And today we're going to talk about the album that everyone's been talking about for the past week or so. Uh, Jay-Z's 444. First, before we start, let's get like a frame of reference for our listeners. Um, there are many people who consider like Jay-Z to be like the best rapper of all time. So I wanted to gauge our general level of uh, Jay-Z fandom. Okay. Like Gene, where do you stand with Jay-Z in general? So I haven't revealed my top five of all time or even my top 10 of all time. Uh-huh. But my top five, he is not present. Okay. So I can tell you that much. As far as me and Jay-Z go, you know, I, I, I have been listening to hip-hop since before his career began. Right. And um, when he came out um, as a solo artist as opposed to being um, featured on other people's records... Um, I was excited about all the different versions of Dead Presidents that came out because there was like two different versions. It's two. I was excited when I heard the different versions on uh, Stretch and Bobbito back in the day. Around the time that it finally came out, I was kind of like, you know what? I'm just not really into the whole uh, glossy, flossy, you know, mood right now. Unless, yeah. Unless, you know, Ray and Ghost were doing it. You know, I, I I I was one of those who was throwing, um, you know, two sticks at the throne and like <laughs> just not feeling it. Obviously, I knew Jay Z can rhyme. There's never been a time that I've felt that he couldn't rhyme, but he right. just wasn't uh, my cup of tea. So throughout the albums and you know all of the fame and Rockefeller Records really getting on, I was kind of like, yeah, you know. Let me stick my head out the window, you know, hear the latest album or whatever. And I got on late to, like, say that I'm a fan. I was really getting into free mixtapes, MP3 uh, files and all of that. So when Mick Boogie came out with um, his remix to American Gangster, I was impressed. And then that was a mix of uh, what Mick Boogie coupled it with because it was a Marvin Gaye, Jay-Z uh, mesh. And it was mm. a dope mesh. If you've ever heard it, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, you could probably, you know, do the little Google and uh, find it. But I was like, oh, okay, okay. He really was inspired by that movie because, you know, I've seen the movie. And um, I get why it is that he came out with um, his own album to couple with the movie. It wasn't the official soundtrack, but... no. You know, um, so, you know, after that, I, I got Blueprint 3. 
you know, I was always listening album after album, even though his production wasn't as frequent as it was back in the Rockefeller days. Right, because, yeah, when he was pre-Kingdom Come, he was putting out albums every year, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, there was a couple of years in between albums after that, and, you know, even talking about this one, it's been four years since Magna Carta, Holy Grail. I can't say he's been um, at the top of my mind as far as rappers to search for, and also going through all of those streaming restrictions and things like that, I'm kind of just like, you know what? Yeah. I don't know, man. (laughs) Yeah, when artists put up barriers to get to their music, they get the gas face. Yeah, well, and he's not high on my scale of MCs. He's not high on um, anticipation level for me when it comes to, oh, uh, Jay-Z's new album's coming out Friday. I'm going to be like, okay, well, you know, let me borrow it off of somebody or whatever. I'll, I'll, I'll slide over to somebody's crib to listen to it. Maybe I won't. Yeah, but you know it, it. It it's never been truly high for me, but I'm I've always been impressed. His wordplay is top notch. Him writing, or you know, kind of writing. He doesn't really write things down. Is, Supposedly, yeah, is just very unique, and the way he just puts things together. You know, he's inspired many, um, and he's he's definitely uh, been a pioneer for a lot of things that are happening in hip hop today. In my opinion. I think my level of fandom is similar to yours. So, yeah, I've never looked at Jay-Z as, like, a a top five dude. At least in terms, like, in pure rap terms. Okay. So, in terms of his success and all of that, he's definitely number one. But in terms of skills and, you know, subject matter and whatnot, he's... I've, I've always had a little... Had, issues with him i will say why is that um i think what i don't like about jay-z or at least in the past what i didn't like about jay-z is that his his music felt a little bit too cold and calculating for me like every word every song seems to be very carefully planned to like maximize his marketability like he doesn't at least in the past, he didn't reveal too much of himself on record. He would have lines or songs here and there, but overall, he was very good about... He, he seems very guarded. Like, you don't really get a sense of who he really is. And again, it kind of leaks out in fits and starts, but overall, as an artist, um, it seems like he's a little too focused on making hits and following trends and or or creating new trends which has mixed results i can agree with that man i mean you know i I, i've always been a big one for um showing different sides of yourself and and with jay it, it the wall has definitely come tumbling down within the last few years i mean even just his stage presence has changed within the last uh eight to ten years or so of course think about how long his career has been you know you could argue back and forth about whether big reveal with this album is due to lemonade or if it's due to just him saying you know what fuck it let me try this let me try to reveal myself but you know we'll talk about that in a minute yeah so so let's get into this album then so with this album as as far as like like what we like about this album 
so yeah, I think that with this album, he, like you were saying, he finally kind of lifted the veil on himself a bit. And again, he's sure enough. <laughs> he's done this in in bits and pieces over his career, but this is basically an entire album where he's being very honest. Um, I feel like this is his most human record. You, you know, Jay Z is somebody who his his whole career has been about uh, portraying this Superman persona. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And in that, that whole Superman persona, it's. I don't want to make this a whole nother show, but right. it's getting it's getting old, yeah. you know, and like especially in these days and times with so much stuff going on, yeah, in you know the hip hop community, the black community, the world, like, the world, you know, different communities, even outside of what he's in, you know, mm-hmm. gay community, white community, Indian community, whatever. The whole Superman persona is just too old for hip-hop it's like let's talk about what's going on with ourselves with um people around us and all of that instead of just you know how much money you can make and you know there's room for that i'm not saying that you you don't have to do that anymore or shouldn't do that or whatever because there's a lot of raps out there that i like i mean where you're just bragging all day you know bragging Bragging is the fifth element of hip hop. So, <laughs> Pretty much. So, I mean, that's fine. But yeah, I think I think especially an artist who has been making music as long as JC has and is a man of his age, I think him just doing the typical Superman shit for an entire album or for most of an album, it would just wouldn't make any waves. It would just be it's Do like you think more it would just same. completely ring hollow? I think it would. Absolutely. Hmm. Absolutely. So, so yeah, so with this album, from an artistic standpoint, I think there's a lot of a lot of growth here, and I think a lot of that is probably due to no i d no i d produced this entire album, and this is the first single producer jay z album he's yeah. never done an album with one producer, yeah, and no i d at least based on interviews that he's done with um Rolling Stone, and I believe he did one more interview where he talked about the process of making this album, they would just have like conversations at, at some point where they wouldn't even make music. They would just talk about life and whatnot. I actually read that he originally turned them down. Yeah, 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 yeah that's right. He was that's like, right. nah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm not in that place right I'm, now. I'm I, I can't give you my best. So it's just yeah. kind of like... No idea at the time was just like, you know, I'm trying to get better. So I'm, I'm not ready to give you anything yet. But then he, like, I, I guess went back to the lab, read some books, studied some more music, and kind of went back to his roots as far as uh, sampling records. Because right. if you listen to No ID's recent output, like um, Vince Staples' Summertime 06 mm-hmm. album, if you listen to Common's Nobody's Smiling, there's yeah. not a lot of sampling on those records. And, and yeah, it's, it's totally different, especially with Nobody's Smiling, which was completely produced by him. Yeah, and so I, I I really do think that No ID plays a major part in this record, not just in terms of beats, but in terms of bringing the subject matter out of him. Like the title track, uh, 444, No ID gave him a beat that was made for the purpose of him confessing, basically. The record he sampled is about like being unfaithful to a, to a partner, and he knew that that would bring something out of Jay-Z. 
And he told Jay-Z that, like, okay, people, you know, want to hear you talk about this stuff, but they want to hear you talk about why. They want you to go into detail. I think he's been trying to make an album like this since his retirement. You Um, You think so? I do think so. A lot of people have been talking about how this is like a grown man album or a grown rap album or whatever. Mm. Um, which I don't necessarily. <laughs> I, I don't necessarily, hate that. I yeah, hate that shit. yeah. I don't. <laughs> I don't necessarily agree with that because number one, what does that even mean? Yeah. Um, <laughs> like you gotta wait till you're 47 to come out with an album like this. Yeah. No, that's just, not the case. It's just a more honest album, a more human album. If you remember, if you flash back to when Kingdom Come came out, that was supposed to be like his grown album. Yeah. It was like his, it was an album where he was talking less about threatening people and, and, and reminding you how hard he was. And that was, that was an album where he tried to get into like more mature subject matter. It was met with a lot of critical um, negativity, but I think that was more so because of the music and because of his performance, not necessarily because of the subject matter. On that album, he lacked a lot of, like, the vocal aggression and the fire that he had in his last albums. And I think that's why that album was not well-received. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you you hear virtually nothing off of that album whenever you're going through a, a Jay-Z... No. You know, a Jay-Z listening... A best of. Yeah, or anything yeah. like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I hate hearing that, especially since there's just so many artists who've been revealing since day one or artists who've already made that turn um, who were in their Superman phase for a while and just figured, let me talk about something different. First and foremost, I want to make sure to let it be known that I, I definitely applaud uh, the direction yeah. that he took with this. As far as the specifics, there's one thing that I want to touch on real quick. With No ID, so we did just talk about his sound. No ID's been around for a long time. Um, There's some people who probably don't know that, and and I'm not saying, oh, well, you didn't hear of him before, you're terrible. No. Go Uh, listen to Common's (laughs) first three albums. Go go listen to Common's first three albums. If you don't like listening to Common for whatever reason in your mind, just listen to the beats, and you'll get an idea of where he came from. And um, then within all of that, he really came hard as far as um making connections he is uh kanye west you've heard of him uh mentor (laughs) you know that's where kanye basically got all of his idea from um they're both from chicago and then within all of that he really started uh getting back into the music when kanye started getting hot and then on top of that providing some of the music recent music for jay-z when you go back uh eight or nine years, um, a lot of beats. You could look through the credits, some of the things that he's done. And then within all of that, he's been working at Def Jam as an exec. So yeah. um, he's now at uh, Capitol Records. Yeah. So uh, he's doing work. So no ID, been around for a long time. Um, <laughs> he's got quite a track record. Look up his Wikipedia, look up some Common albums. He produced uh, two of Common's albums in full of the recent ones, including Nobody's Smiling. Yeah, most recently he's been working a lot with uh, Vince Staples. Yeah. We could talk about the production here. I like the production a lot. How do you feel about the production on 444? I went back to Nobody's Smiling, which was 2014, and yeah. those beats sound nothing like that. Yeah. Like, there's like absolutely no bass line being used throughout the entirety, almost the entirety 
of Nobody Smiling, and they they sound um, little lighter on the bass line, harder on drums, and really bring more attention to um, Common's vocals as opposed to just having the beat overpower him, which I guess was a plus. Now, when you come to 444, bass heavy, really relying on soul samples, which is something he's done in the past. Of course, uh, Kanye was known for at a time and probably is still to an effect. Um, Not so much. Not so much. I mean, not anymore. I mean, he definitely in the past, he was he was that was his signature, but he's kind of moved on. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. You're right. You're right. For him to bring that back. It did make me think that this album had somewhat of a throwback feel to it. Mm-hmm. It made me think like early 2000s Rockefeller, you know. It made me think about Kanye and Just Blaze. It made me think about these beats could have came from that time. You know, even some of the samples, like Kanye had sampled uh, Nina Simone several times. And yeah. um, you yeah, know, bye. she sampled twice on this album. Yep. So um, I felt it was a throwback as far as if whether or not I liked it. I did, but um, I feel it wasn't the best of no ID, especially when I listened to some of his other recent work. And when I like, say recent, I'll say last five years okay. or so. Like what recent work? You have any examples? Mm, I guess I'll go as far as to say that I preferred the beats on... Um, Nobody smiling, even though they weren't really? baseline heavy, and I prefer okay. baseline heavy stuff. I would say some of the other works that he's done recently. Did he do Run This Town? Yes. Yeah. Yes, he did. Yeah. Run This Town, Kanye, Rihanna, Jay Z. Yeah, that um, was um, 2009. Yeah. So he definitely, as you can tell, has been all over the spectrum as far as the types of uh, music that he. He's very versatile. He's versatile, definitely. So. I I I mean I'm I'm told that Jay Z wanted the soul samples yeah and Jay Z tends to I guess within recent years go for the more slowed down tempo yeah probably the fastest record on there was um caught in caught in caught in your eyes caught their eyes caught their eyes most of it was mid to slow yeah I guess I shouldn't be surprised and Jay I guess really wanted that sound and. Like you said, with 444, it de- he definitely brought it home, and it, it married his confession track perfectly, which is what 444 was. Right. Yeah, so Jay-Z co-produced five tracks on the main album and then one of the bonus tracks, and all those co-productions signified that he told No ID what record to sample. I guess kind of like what Big Daddy Kane did with Marley Marl back in the day. I guess those are records that he liked or that he's been listening to. So he definitely, they definitely co-steered this album together, the sound of it. Um, as far as No ID's production, I, I agree that I like it overall. I will say that I like the production on this album more than what he did on Nobody Smiling. But I like what No ID did more with, on Life Is Good than on this album. I think the production on Life Is Good, on the tracks that he did are like some of the best Nas songs ever. Um, ever. 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 Absolutely. I mean, the, the beats are all all dope, but I liked what he did on that album more. I feel like those tracks were more hard-hitting. Like, this album, musically, is very low-key. There's not a lot of 
bombast or or See, I don't think he wanted that for no, what he's no, talking I, no, about. I, I, I definitely don't. I agree, but sometimes bombast is good. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I do like the production on this album more than stuff he's done with Vince Staples recently or Common recently. But Life Is Good's beats that No ID did, I put those over these. I like this album a okay. lot. I think it definitely shows a lot of artistic growth from Jay-Z. And this is an album that doesn't have any obvious singles or like airplay attempts or it's not him trying to set trends. It's not him trying to follow trends, which is something that he normally does a lot of. And you don't don't get that here. This is a very it's an extremely personal record, both musically and thematically, I think. I you know what? You said that as far as uh obvious singles or whatever. Yeah. But there are certain tracks that I'm kind of like maybe. Well, what's like, a, like bomb or bam? I don't know how you pronounce it. Bomb. Bomb. Yes. Sample bomb bomb. Yes, yes. I would say that track and also the one with the um very popular Mr. Uh, Christopher Brew. Of Don't bang on the table, please. <laughs> I'm banging on the table again. Ah! Uh, Mr. Frank Ocean. Caught their um, eyes? Yeah. Really? I could I see know. it. I could see it. I could see it. But um, it's not aiming to be a single. It's not an obvious, no, like, it's let's not... make this. We're writing the single now. It's not like it's not like when Nas came out with the untitled album and he came out with, uh, what was that track? Uh, the, the one with Chris Brown? No, 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 no. Oh, Hero. Yeah. Yeah. That was like the single so we could sell the album. Yes. You know. Yeah. There's, there's, <laughs> there's nothing like that yeah, on yeah. here. Yeah. Or to use a more recent example, Summer on Smash on Life is Good. Oh, boy. There's, there's nothing <laughs> like that here. Um, You're right. So, so one interesting note with uh, Bomb, and and I think I had mentioned it to you uh, earlier, was that he 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 went a little tricky with the wordplay, and I don't know if this mm. was a shout out or if this was on purpose at all. But that first verse, it sounds like he borrowed a couple styles. Okay, with the first verse for the first portion of it before the pause, he sounds like he's borrowing uh, Drake's style a little. Mm. In my opinion, as far as um, boom, boom, pause, boom, 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 pause, boom, 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 pause that uh, Drake usually uses, because Drake is not like, you know, he used to do that, but he doesn't do that anymore. He's like, you know, we that we talk to our people, staple, you know, regal, you know, he does that. Uh, these days and that's what jay sounded like on the first half Interesting. and the second half of that first first he actually uh to me I, for whatever reason i started thinking about young ma and um i was like oh this just sounds like ooh right now you know really yeah <laughs> so it's like for some like that's arguably the bobby schmurder Hot nigga flow too, right? Well, he does mention Bobby Schmurder in that second verse, so he does. <laughs> so that would be interesting. Yeah, you know that could be a shout out. I don't know, right? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So you know, internet, if you want to go blow that up, go ahead. So I think that um, I think that that was a little bit of a shout out. Okay, I'm not familiar enough with Drake's flow to even comment 
So no, you can't escape it. It's everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, you you can escape it. I I have mostly live in a cabin. <laughs> yes, I do live in a cabin <laughs> under a rock. Under a rock. Very big one. <laughs> I mean, as far as uh, my likes for the album, of yeah. course, first and foremost, I like the fact we're we're in the vulnerability age <laughs> that popular artists can get there. You know, we can talk about things that we have as fears. You know, him talking about, oh, I'm going to ruin my family over this. Um, yeah. You know, what what is Blue going to think when she grows up? You know how 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 can you talk to the youth and not reveal the truth? Um, you know the lines that he mentions in the um, the first few lines of uh, the first track, um, "Kill, Kill Jay Z." He's really saying, "Hey, well, why am I holding back? You know, it's time to take off the cool and just really put it out there. Like, what am I gonna lose? <laughs> you know, you're worth about eight hundred million dollars. What? You know, he's he's basically he's been well past the moment of. If I farted on the record for thirteen tracks, I'd go platinum. So, you know, well, he's <laughs> he's far past the point where an album can make or break him. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's that's, that's basically what I'm saying. So, like, what do you have to lose? Yeah. Okay. So, I would like to believe that was his thought process, and I like the fact that he chose to be vulnerable. Whether it was that was what he was thinking or what people had initially said, you know, he's got an answer album for Lemonade coming yeah. for you. Either or is fine because I was pro them cashing in on everybody uh, coming into their <laughs> relationship like they had some stock invested. People talk about you all day, but you don't get paid off of it. The Inquirer does. E gets paid off of it. But, you know, Jay-Z and Beyonce don't, so why not? You know, and even if everything that they're talking about, him cheating on her, wanting a menage a trois, whatever, is fake. If all of that was totally fake, then cha-ching, go ahead. (laughs) You know, I don't care. You know, I'm the last person to really pick up a, uh, some supermarket checkout line trash and start reading about Beyonce and Jay-Z. But if people are intrigued, go right ahead. (laughs) <laughs> but I really think that, you know, if I want to believe it, that he really just chose the time to be vulnerable. So that's something I definitely like yeah. about the album. Another thing I do like, you know, the music, uh, like I said, I I don't believe that it's No ID's best. But, but it's good. I think it's good. I think it's really good. You know, I do wonder if that's going to start a trend. Um, I do know that your uh, commercial radio is very trap heavy these days. Sometimes I like it, sometimes I don't. Yeah. But I do Although, wonder. Hmm? I'm sorry. I I will say that, like, if you look at Smile, Smile uses as samples "Loves in Need of Love Today" by Stevie Wonder, but it's it's a trappish kind of beat in terms of like the drum pattern. It is and the sound. It is. I, I I'll definitely agree with you on that. There were. Yeah. There were a couple that were along those lines. I do like the music, and I wonder if it will start a trend. Um, Which trend? Like soul samples, or like a single producer album, or a shorter album? Like which? which well, the single producer album, I mean, among popular rappers? Yeah. Maybe. I know that there's less popular rappers who have been doing it for years. (laughs) You know? Yeah, that's true. So... 
So, you know, it's whatever, like, I don't know how many Mad Lib has done for people or how many Apollo Brown has done for people mm, or Jake One, uh, Gensu Dean, you know, a few others. But as far as the popular people, um, I could only think of one, Metro Booming doing one for 21 Savage, and that's about it. Mm. Um, and that was just an EP. So Mike um, Will made it. Yeah, yeah. So I would like to see that trend happen. I think it would really test the versatility of some of our well-known producers out there. And I'd be really curious, like, you know, what can you do if you go out and and get such and such to do your album or somebody who's got like a totally different sound to do your entire album? I think that would be dope. Yeah. So those are some of my likes for the album. What about you? Yeah, I feel like the album, again, it does show a lot of our our artistic growth. Much has been made about about the conventional nature of the album and like there have been a lot of think pieces I, you know what i'm not going to use the word think piece i don't like the word think <laughs> it piece. wasn't enough thinking articles. <laughs> articles there have been many articles written about this <laughs> album like they applaud jay-z for being confessional for apologizing for his mistakes some people will say that he's been given too much of a pat on the back for it um uh, yeah yeah like there's been a lot of discussion over the story of OJ and um, do they feel like he's being a little too preachy? His his economics, my economics, and you know he's making it sound simpler, yeah. uh, easier than done, basically, as far yeah. as you know, black people making proper investments. Yeah, because we're all not eight hundred millionaires, but nah. <laughs> at least I don't think I am. Um, but we'll check after the show. Oh, oh well, we're gonna check your bank out. account and 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 make sure. To confirm. Maybe I got a surprise. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I I I felt it was a little preachy. I didn't think it was too preachy. Yeah. But whatever. You know the whole uh, uh, um, anti-Semitic line. Right. Yeah. Yeah. How did you feel about that when you heard that? I hate generalizations. I mm-hmm. hate generalizations against me. I hate generalizations against others. Right. So I didn't particularly care for the line. Yeah. But at the same time, I am not looking to condemn him. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I would say, Jay, probably not a right thing to say, but I'm not going to sit here and be like, hey, you know, can go sit in a corner or whatever. But yeah. I, if, if I ever met him in the street and we talked at length about his album, I would say, hey, okay, you know... <laughs> you probably shouldn't have said that, but hey, whatever. Yeah. When I heard that, it didn't strike me. I don't think his intent was anti-Semitic or, or racist. No. I think, you know, the, the basic point that he's making is that ownership is more... It, it's more important to spend your money on appreciable things rather than depreciable things like cars or strippers. So I appreciated the general point after hearing some people talk about it and and talking about how the generalization that Jewish people own all property was used against them in major ways made me think about it a little differently. It's a line that I don't think he intended to be anti-Semitic and I don't think he's an anti-Semitic person, but it is a bit of an irresponsible line to say that all Jewish or Jewish people own all the property in America is just a little irresponsible. Yeah. So yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I feel good about the song and the idea of the song Yeah. and what he was going for. 
I appreciate him being able to speak from, I guess, an area of wealth about these things. I'm, I'm hoping that the overall message isn't lost on that line, but at the same time, I'm hoping that he understands that that line wasn't cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he's hearing about it now. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he is. What else were your likes? The whole album feels, again, it's very confessional. Like, it almost seems like a therapy section. I mean, the first song is him killing off his old persona, basically shitting on himself. Like, like, um, um, Apache, you ain't shit. Apache, <laughs> <laughs> you ain't shit. Wow. Yeah. Um, I'm taking it back. But, um, like, that's very different for Jay-Z. And, and I, I appreciate him doing that. Again, that's one of the things that, one of the reasons why Jay-Z is not, like, in my top five or maybe even top 10 is because I feel like you don't get enough of that type of honesty in his music. Like I'm huge on honesty and you don't get a lot of that from him. You get a lot of posturing. And so this album, he strips most of that away on that level. I just appreciate it as major artistic growth. Yeah. And and yes, I know some of the rappers are kind of like, oh, I can't have my money phone. Yo, what what are you talking about, Joe? Yeah, well, that's that's something that kind of speaks to something. This is the first album where I really felt necessary to uh, look up the lyrics. Like normally with Jay-Z albums, the lyrics are kind of secondary to me, but there's a lot of quotables on this album. Um, So, yeah, that line. Y'all on the gram holding money to your ear. There's a disconnect. We don't call that money over here. It serves like two purposes. On the one hand, he's talking about how, you know, that showboating is kind of irresponsible. But but it's also just some slick wordplay with the the money phone, the disconnect. We don't call that money. I thought that was clever. (laughs) It is clever. (laughs) Yeah. And that seems to be a theme, too. I mean, the whole song Family Feud is, is about like the generational gap. In, in rap, whether he's talking about the new generation and then even talking about the previous generation, he mentioned um, Al Sharpton and Pill Cosby. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, certain people weren't connecting with him and uh, yeah. younger folks uh, trying to disconnect from him now. Like, yeah. let us have our moment, blah, blah, blah. I was hoping that this song, to, I guess, other folks didn't come off as too condescending. Because it wasn't like, you know, the more straightforward, these new dudes need to stop with this, don't do that, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it was just a couple thoughts or whatever. And um, I don't think that it came off too much like that. But to bring it up, I know there's some that are like, oh, yeah, I don't need to listen to this. uh, Old dude. Old dude. He's like 80 years old. You know, it's whatever, you know. To me, um, I think you could have five seconds of somebody saying something to you. You know, it wasn't like it was the entire album like I know some other rappers probably would do. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a cool thing, whatever. You know? I mean, I think that's what you're supposed to do. You're, you're supposed to pass the game onto the next generation. Like, if you're not doing that, then you're not doing your job. You're fucking up. It's just maybe in rap, it's less accepted because rap is a young person's game but I, I think it's necessary you you should be looking to teach maybe not preach but teach and then i don't particularly care for the idea that rap being a young person's game especially mm. since 
supposedly, you know, in this society, not in my opinion, but in this society, once you're 30 year old, blah, 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 most of the big rappers (laughs) are are well over 30. So it's like, well, yeah, this is a new thing. I mean, rap is a relatively young genre. So yeah, we're just getting to the point where some of our like pioneers and heroes are in their fifties. Like yeah, they, yeah, they are. It's a and, new thing. And I really think, and I think he needs to get this credit that Jay Z has been breaking a wall down every time he comes out with a new album because it's like, oh, um, back in, I even remember specifically when Run DMC came out with. Down with the, the King. Down with the King album, and they were in the videos, and all these younger people were around them. Yeah. It was kind of like, dudes, what are you doing? They were fucking 28 years old. <laughs> Run DMC? Yeah. Wow. In that video. And then, you know, a couple years later, right before Tupac died, he was rapping about De La Soul. De La Soul looking, looking flabby and sick. Looking, um. Flabby and sick. Flabby and sick, like Larry Holmes. They like 28 29 years old back when he said that you know and tupac was probably four years younger if you come out as a rapper 29 now you're you're average you know it's just like whatever Hmm. i really think that jay-z really getting on at 27 years old and still doing it 20 years later Hmm. at 47 going on 48 and probably gonna have one of the bigger albums of the year I think is a big freaking deal. And, you know, you can have Rick Ross approaching 40 still hot. You can have people uh, still talking about 50 Cent and he's 42. You can have Fat Joe with one of the hottest records of last year and he's like around Jay's age. You can have Public Enemy touring the world and uh, Chuck D's in his mid-50s. And they just put out an album too. Yeah, they just put out another album. Yeah. You know, you can have people in their 50s and, I, you know, might even be pushing 60s, still rhyming, still touring. Yeah. Whereas I think if Jay never came out, I think it'd be a totally different plate in front of us as far as the wide range of uh, ages for rappers these days. Yeah. And I think it's important that an artist as popular as Jay-Z is just doing it. Because like you you mentioned like public enemy and certain art like there's probably a lot of artists that you and I listen to who are older, who we still fuck with. But like the general public, the Twitterverse and all that Yeah don't really you know The general public like turns on the radio to find half their shit. Yeah. Right. But have you been to a run the jewel show? Well you have with me. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, a run the jewels show. Where the people in the crowd are anywhere between 16 and 50. That's true. You know? <laughs> yeah. And they themselves are in their early 40s. It's crazy. Like, that shit would not be happening 10, 15 years ago. That two people in their early 40s are like, got fans. Who have been around for a long who've time. Who have been around for a long time. Got fans that are 16 losing their shit every time they come yeah. out, you know? Yeah. Oh, you mentioned Tupac a few minutes ago. I just wanted to bring it back. On Family Feud, Jay-Z said, and old niggas, y'all stop acting brand new like Tupac ain't have a nose ring, too. I really appreciated that line. He's making sure to, to kind of talk to both the old and the young there. He's like, you know, um, older dudes chill out talking shit about how the young young people dress. Fuck yeah. I mean, come yeah. on. Did, have you looked at any pictures of uh, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five? I mean, come right. on. 
leather and furs, perms, and real tight leather shit, you know? Disco. Come the fuck on. Like, you know, mad rappers who've uh, come out in perms and curls and whatever and, you know, pink shit and whatever. And and now it's like, oh, but, but little Uzi Vert. Like, dude. Fuck that shit, yeah. man. <laughs> every, every generation has this shit. Like, when was the last time you looked at, like, pictures of rappers from, like, the late 90s? That shit looks ridiculous now. And, yeah. you know, all the, like, the baggy jeans that, that I know I used to wear, baggy clothes and all that shit, that shit looks insane now. It's, it does like look insane shit. now. It does, it does, it does. And, so, and like, yeah. you know, some of that 80s shit, you know... Dudes could barely put a quarter in their pocket back in the eighties, man. <laughs> right. Shit was so tight. Yeah, you yeah, know what yeah. to talk about now? Whatever. Every generation has their thing, and as an, if you're like in your thirties or your forties, it's almost guaranteed you're not gonna like how people who are eighteen dress. It's just it's how it is. Yeah, you get over it. Yeah, it's whatever. Yeah. What don't you like about this album? Um, a couple things. Uh, okay. I thought a couple tracks were a little lazy. Okay. Um, like what? Moonlight. Yes. <laughs> I guess we talk agree. about it. Yeah. Moonlight, like when I was reading about the album before it actually came out, it was like, yo, the hook on Moonlight, that's a dig it at La La Land. Yo. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. So I listened to it and I'm like, it's the hook and It's not a dig, it's just a reference. Yeah, and between verses wasn't really, you know, like real meaty verses so i was just kind of yeah. like okay that's the hook and he's singing and you know whatever and it wasn't the the, the sing-songy approach of the track was okay but i wasn't like oh this is what I, you know it, it wasn't that type of moment for yeah. me so it was like whatever i was happy that there were no other rapping guests on yeah, the album absolutely but at the same time i was a tad bit upset that there wasn't because it was kind of like Okay, well, let's take this new energy for popular artists mm. to be vulnerable without talking about police brutality or whatever. Because that's great. That's awesome. Rappers talking about police brutality and things going on. Yeah. That's great. But what about things in your life that you're fearful of or things that you fucked up at? You don't see that. You know, I fucked up with my wife. What am I going to fucking do? You know, those types of things. Um, I would like to see that translate to other rappers. And if somebody was on the album flowing from that same point of view, mm-hmm. I think that that would have been great. Now, that's not to say that there's absolutely positively no rappers doing that now because that would be a lie. Oh, oh they definitely are. <laughs> that absolutely. would be a lie. But I mean, Kendrick's whole album is about himself and his... Exactly. His inner thoughts. Exactly. But there's still a bulk of people who don't. So yeah. I would have liked for him to take an unusual suspect and throw them on a on a track with him. Yeah. But, you know, at the end of the day it probably was better that it was just him only rapping with a couple um I guess for hooks. So I I, I sway back and forth on that one. I feel like it would have been nice to get a Nas verse on here not yeah. not because i'm a nas stan <laughs> but that's nas's lane especially if you listen to his last album that's yeah. one of the things that's one of the reasons why i've always preferred nas if you have to compare the two of them and you do have to compare the two of them because that's how rap works <laughs> <laughs> but um 
I've always preferred Nas because I think he's more of a confessional dude. He's he's more of somebody who shares his inner thoughts than Jay-Z does. You know, and the tracks that, that they've done together in the past aren't necessarily on a confessional tip. Mm. And I feel like it would have been nice to get him on, on something like that. Like on the Blueprint 3, the track they did was like a party track. Yeah. So it would have been nice to have him on one of these more personal type tracks. But given the nature of the album, I'm totally fine with there not being any guests on here. I'm. Uh, it, it makes sense. Right, 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 right. So, uh, lastly, with the uh, the dislikes, um, the the track length on the last couple tracks, I was kind of like, oh, this is a little short. short. Yeah, you know, the overall album was short. It was less than forty minutes. Thirty six minutes. Yeah. Well, w- without the bonus. The, tracks. Yes, 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 yes. Without the bonus tracks. So the. I guess the original title version. And then the other thing, which was a slight dislike, not a full dislike was something that we just talked about, which was the preachiness of it. Mm. I wonder how it's going to hit certain people. Um, I wonder how, you know, the rest of the hip hop world is going to take it. And I know that everybody jumped on the whole money thing. We talked about that, whatever, but the rest of it, I, I, I guess I'm curious in regards to that, like, you know, him, talking about how he's planning for his family on legacy or him having moments in the album where it sounded like traditional jay-z but it kind of got pulled back like almost immediately like i think that's a theme that's a major theme of the album is like jay-z versus sean carter yeah 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 so so like yeah he did have those moments and he just pulled back almost like like it was a fight like a conflict Hmm. i do wonder how people view that if they view it like that um yep those are my i guess likes and slight dislikes and slight dislikes right so like you uh moonlight is my least favorite song on the album i feel like he went back to his kingdom come delivery on that one which was kind of whispering not really using his voice effectively (laughs) i mean i do like the subject matter It, it continues along the same theme where he's talking about like ownership and you know rappers owning their shit instead of trying to get a deal. Um, he talks about like record execs and how they make more money off of the creativity of the artist right. than the artist does. And right. I think that's important. So, but yeah, but that song, like the way that the sample was used and just his performance on it, I think left a little to be desired. Could have been executed better. Okay. Okay. Um, even with, with Bomb, I just feel like that sample is a little overused. Yeah, I was kind of like, you know, looking at it like, what year is this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, and, but at the same time, I did like the track, so it was weird. Like, like I was I was looking, I was like, this is a bit of a throwback. I don't know, Jay. But at the same time, I was like, I like the track. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like considering how much that sample has been used, No ID didn't do a lot to it. I, I kind of wish he had done more. Like, I like the way that Kanye uses it on Famous, where he, where he puts in the drum break with mm-hmm. with, with it. Right. I actually like that use more. So I feel like if you're going to use that sample, use it in a unique way. And I don't think that was done here. But I don't necessarily dislike the song. It's just a weak point to me. It's it's, it's okay. It's just okay. Right, it's not right, right, right. bad. I think that's a about it uh overall i i think it's a really strong album um i agree i definitely think it was a strong album um 
I you couple it with um, lemonade. I I think that those are probably they're both on both ends their strongest albums, and it mm-hmm. says a lot of where music can go, and if you allow the freedom for all of these uh, imaginary restrictions to just be broken, you really can go a lot of places. I mean, we we freaking deserve a 72-year-old rapper rhyming about how he still has to work because his retirement didn't cover some everyday man issues going on. We do deserve the 37-year-old talking about how he's got to move five times because he can't find a place uh, in a certain area Hmm. that his money can cover. We do deserve rap from so many different point of views instead of just forever being this one or two subject thing. Like, just come on. I mean, it isn't a 10 year old art form anymore, you know, Uh, and it shouldn't just be something that appeals to the 18 to 30 year old. Like, let's just spread hip hop as far as it can freaking go. It's poetry. Like there are poets in their nineties. Why can't there be rappers in their nineties? I know it's not cool whatever but fuck it expand boundaries let it happen so you know i'm happy for something like this uh to hit a popular spectrum i know that there's less popular artists who've been doing shit like this for years yeah for sure but for jay to do it you know bravo fuck that i'm happy about this album too strong strong effort jay like it so to be stereotypical can you like rank it amongst his albums? Uh <laughs> from what I know of Jay's albums, and you know, I'm probably not the go-to guy for it. I would say that listenability, it probably would be out of his thirteen albums amongst the top four or five. Yeah. I would not say it's his best album. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, but I would definitely put it up in his top four or five. It's it's definitely something good. Something good for his catalog. Something I forgot that, that was like a shortcoming, just to piggyback on what you said about like song length. Like towards the end of the album it definitely feels like he was just doing like two quick verses and I'm out. And yeah, I, I yeah, kinda wish yeah, he expanded. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because like my favorite songs on the album are Legacy and uh marcy me i really like those songs a lot but they're short yeah 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 i I mean i i like i guess my favorites would definitely be the title track and um, family feud mm, that's one of my favorites family feud is definitely there let me let me say this it took a little work for me to get to those tracks because first effort it, it it took a while for me to dig in because the 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 converse, the switch and fa- the switch <laughs> back and forth between uh, conversation and actual rapping on hmm. um, story of OJ, story of OJ threw me off a little bit, but mm-hmm. I got used to it after a while. And yeah. then the uh, pregnant pauses at certain points, it did throw me off, mm. like letting the music roll for a bit before you get to the next line. But it is something that I settled into. So the back half of the album. I feel is stronger than the first half. Mm. So uh, uh, the title track, um, Family Feud, and Marcy Me are definitely the stronger tracks to me. Yeah. I think I agree with you on Story of OJ where the kind of like, where he goes, where he switches back and forth between rapping and just talking. 
was a, is a little jarring at first. But there are some pauses on this album that I really feel are very intentional and actually lend to what he's saying. <laughs> Shout out to Hennessy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I got to pour a little something. So if you heard that noise, that's what that was. Oh, they heard it. Yeah. Like on 444, at the end of the second verse, he says, I stew over, what if you over my shit? It's a big pause. I mean, he's saying a few words in several bars. I think it's very intentional. It adds to the weight, the emotional weight of what he's saying. That's right. the real shit. Right. Like if you're in a relationship, you sometimes wonder if your partner is just over your shit. And and it could be, it could go from infidelity to like burping in public, or maybe you fart too much when you're at home. But you know, sometimes <laughs> if, if if you've been in a serious relationship for Shout a long out time, to the hey, you, you know, know, you know, we all do it. You know, um, it's taking up the air. <laughs> but um, you've been in a relationship for a long time. You sometimes wonder, like, are they t- just tired of me? Or, you know, so so that like the pause there, I think, was important. And just to talk about the bonus tracks real quick. So the bonus tracks, I just heard them for the first time yesterday. So I don't want to talk too much about them. The track um, Adnis, which is named after his father. Um, there's a lot of pauses on there, but he's saying a lot of heavy shit on that record. And it just, it continues the whole confessional nature of the album where he's, again, it almost sounds like a therapy session where he's just going through, just talking about his father and how the choices he made affected him and his family. Right, 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 right. And that was, of course, the track that was featured in the original promo. Right, right. With, um, Mahershala Ali. And the other bonus tracks... You have We Family, which which starts with like a Blue Ivy freestyle, but it almost sounds like they're both freestyling. Like that song is, I can kind of see why it didn't make the album. It's okay. And then the other two tracks were actually produced by James Blake. So musically, they're different than the rest of the album. Right. I think Adonis is definitely the strongest bonus track. The other one is Many Face God, where the song is about, it's about Beyonce, basically saying he feels like Beyonce is an angel. And he's glad that they they worked it out because he wouldn't have known what he would have done if they didn't. Emotionally, those tracks are just as heavy, if not heavier, than the rest of the album. So definitely check them out. How do you feel about Beyonce's placement on the album? Oh, as far as her being on Family Feud? Yeah. I, I love it. Hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm glad she's on there. I think her voice is necessary, considering that um, she is one of the major, one of the central themes of the album. But of course... I think her presence is important. It's like a cosign. Yeah, it's, it's like it's like yeah, I'm I'm still here. Well, you yeah, know? I mean, he was of course in the uh, Lemonade uh, film, so the video, yeah, where they kind of reconciled, and he's like trying to make up for his bullshit. <laughs> so, but yeah, no, I'm glad she's on here, and and just musically, it sounds good to have her voice on there. Yeah, and he didn't have to, and I was <laughs> intrigued that he actually mentioned the infamous Solange incident. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And and again the wordplay on there where he's like, let go your ego over your right shoulder. Your left is saying finish your breakfast. You egg Solange on. Like, you know, the breakfast and the egg. Dope. Right. <laughs> but yeah, like he, him mentioning that is cool because Beyonce and Jay Z are very good at not saying shit and keeping their shit private. And they never talked nobody ever talked about it. I don't as far as I know. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, you know, you have two options. Let people theorize about your life and you not get paid for it or let them theorize over your album and, you know, the streams add up, add up, add up, add up, yeah. add up. Yeah. You know, you talking about what your uh what it ended up being without going into full deep detail about whatever like we're not naming names of people other people involved or whatever you can go ahead and uh talk about it for the next several months and stream both their albums and whatever it might be even a little jump in lemonade not like she needs mm. it but <laughs> you know there might be that so we're just they're doing still fine. a title exclusive i think it's it's on um like you can buy the CD, but I I don't think it's on any, any of the streaming, streaming services. services. Uh, yeah. You're probably right about that. Yeah, which is a shame because there are times where I'm like, you know what, I want to hear Lemonade. And I still I still hear that um, title sound quality is just so superior. Hmm. Well, I know they have the high. We're hi-fi. not sponsored by Title. <laughs> no, we're not. No, we're not. Like a real quick sidebar. How do you? A lot of people have been pointing the finger at people for not subscribing the title, saying, "Oh, well, well it's." It's black owned. You should be supporting it. How do you feel about that? <laughs> Man, fuck that. Yeah. You know, it's it's like just because it's black owned doesn't mean you have to, as a black person, go out and get it. I think that the whole thing with title, it's just it's a shift. Not just title, but any streaming service. So for somebody to just say, you know what? I've gone from having all these records to yeah. having all these CDs to having all of these uh, digital downloads to just saying, let me pay nine ninety nine and listen to everything and right. not have to have a physical copy. It's another shift. It is. And it's a big one. Even within all of that, there are still people buying CDs. There's still people doing digital downloads because guess what? People love to collect things. Right. You know, I um, do. whether you're 70 or seven, you know, there are going to be teenagers who are out there right now saying, you know what? I, I would rather just buy the album because I like to collect things. Right. You know, I know it's going to take up space on your hard drive or whatever, but there's just people who are just like that. So, yeah, I, I kind of feel the same way. I mean, I don't necessarily think of title as a black owned business, even though Jay-Z is heavily involved. Do I know that the majority of the employees are black? I don't know that. Yeah, and a portion of it is owned by Sprint. You know? Yeah, <laughs> so. exactly, exactly. And I don't. I'm pretty sure Sprint is not a black-owned business. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like so. In general, I definitely am in favor of supporting black business, but oh, I don't necessarily no consider title a black business. And also, and like what you were saying, I'm still not sold on the subscription model of music. Like, I, I still like to own copies of my music. Even hard copies, yeah. let alone, you know, yeah, yeah. just I mean, buying a, a download. For me, you know, I do a lot of vinyl these days. I don't know the last time I bought a CD or a tape. Yeah. And I do digital downloads. Um, vinyl is something new for me. I know yeah. it's not for you, but it's something new for me. I, 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 um... It's it's a collection thing. It's not like, oh, well, my eight track still works. Let me add to that. You know, it's not that. So who knows? Maybe I'll end up shifting over to that. It's just preferences. Yeah, it's just a preference. So maybe if I I finally do buy into the subscription model of music, maybe I will subscribe to title. But as of right now, I don't subscribe to anything. I still buy individual albums. 
Yeah, as far as how I would rank this album, I'd, I agree. I would put it in his top four or top five for sure. Okay. It's definitely his best, I would say his best post-retirement album. And I liked American Gangster a lot, even though, you know, it was gangster talk or whatever, but at least had a, it was inspired by something, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I liked American Gangster because it was a throwback. And mm. yes, it was to an extent along the lines of some of his previous material, but just some of his references were a throwback and were related to the movie, um, which doesn't happen with soundtracks, official or unofficial. These yeah. Days, so yeah, no, that's very true. Yeah, it, <laughs> it was more of a soundtrack. Well, you know what? The King, the American Gangster soundtrack, the official soundtrack was produced by the Bomb Squad by yeah. Hank and Keith. So yeah, I'm not gonna to shit them. on it. Yeah. yeah, shout out to them. But um, but yeah, definitely ranks amongst his best. Blueprint Three was a bit too um, obsessed with the future. The future, like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. it had the joint. Reminder, which sounded like sounded like what you would hear if you were on, on a spaceship. It was under attack. Yeah, um, yeah, you know. But that's that's the stuff he was on now. And even just looking at some of the videos and hearing the music now, it it definitely sounds like a different time. Yeah, slightly, even though it was just a few years ago. But and as a sidebar on that one, the the, the best tracks on that album were either produced or co-produced by No ID. There you go. So, <sighs> Again, shout out to No ID. And then I feel like on his last few albums, when he's tried to make more heartfelt records, they come across kind of corny. Like that album had um, Young Forever, which was which sampled the Forever Young, yeah, the 80s song. Yeah. And then like Magna Carta Holy Grail actually had, I think there are songs on that album that would have fit on 444. Hmm. Um like like um oceans or fuck up the world or heaven or even uh jay-z blue where he is talking about like anxiety over beyonce leaving him and what would happen to blue in that situation right so it's just that that album was also balanced with songs like like fuck with me you, you know i got it with rick ross yeah where they rhyme with nigga with nigga it's just kind of lazy <laughs> Um, and then you know, like like Tom Ford and shit like that. It yeah, just, yeah, he yeah. was still trying to either again follow trends or set the trends. New age gloss. It was basically yeah, but there were flashes of it, so you knew he was kind of working his way to this. But he finally just went all in and made an album full of confessional, personal music, and didn't give a fuck about airplay. That's that's good. That's great. I like that. All right. Um, any other thoughts? No, I think that's enough, man. We've been talking for a long ass time. You ready to wrap this puppy in a blanket? Let, let's. Wow. <laughs> or a pig in a blanket. Uh, a puppy in a blanket. Okay. <laughs> Fine. You, if what you do with your pets is your business. Yeah, exactly. Uh huh. <laughs> but. We are uh, the Mighty Own No Loops podcast. The Untouchable. Um, the Untouchable, you know, like Death Row back in the it's day. Right. You can um, send tweets, uh, Instagram pics, uh, f- Facebook um, quotes to the hashtag Own No Loops. 
You can contact us on Twitter. I am at Old Dirty Plaster, O-L-D-I-R-T-Y-P-L-A-S-T-E-R. I say funny shit. I am Urkel Modi on Twitter. You are K-E-L-M-O-E-D-E-E. I say random shit on Twitter. Awesome. We are also reachable on Facebook backslash own no loops and also Instagram. Uh, you could find us at own no loops. We do have a Spotify page own no loops uh, all together and you could find music for each of the episodes in a playlist. And except uh, this one, because <laughs> Jay-Z is not on Spotify, not on Spotify. So we're going to skip an episode. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Um, it's not our fault. So <laughs> hopefully you've gone out and listened to uh, Jay-Z's latest in, um, in some opinions, greatest. Now, um, you know, join the conversation. Go to hashtag own no loops or you could reach out to us uh, at the or aforementioned uh, outlets. Or you can go and email us at own no loops at gmail.com. In parting, I would like to uh, hit you with a quote. Actually, excuse me. I haven't done this in a while. Um, hashtag own those bars. I would give it to Payne for uh, Rhapsody, which just came out a little mm. recently um she's just going in as far as uh her feelings about things and uh rhapsody stay doing it you know uh, she's she's awesome do you have an own those bars i'm gonna i'm gonna do I, i'm gonna take your place i'm gonna do words for life from jay-z <laughs> um it's a paraphrase he says uh my advice is just don't be too nice set the price and live your life awesome real shit Okay, and I'll take my place back. I'll say <laughs> uh, words for life. Bad publicity is good publicity unless you're uneasy about digesting guilt and wearing stupidity. So, oh. in parting, I would say that um, we appreciate you. We appreciate your listens. Uh, you can find the podcast pretty much everywhere. And if you're going to listen to us on iTunes, please rate us. Make some comments. Uh, we definitely appreciate you when you do it. And um, yeah, that's pretty much everything we got for this week. So thank you again and keep on listening. That's right. Thank you. And zippity doodah, zip it up and zip it out. <laughs> Peace. Peace.